Hello and welcome to another episode of Building Success. My name is Nick and on this episode of Building Success and the next few episodes to follow, I want to focus on this coronavirus pandemic that's currently affecting not only the world but obviously the real estate industry in some pretty big ways right now. I wanna dive into some of the things that are happening in the industry, some of the news that might be affecting you if you're a property manager or a landlord, an owner, an investor. Things are changing, things are changing quickly. I obviously don't have all the answers. I have very few answers. So with that, let's dive into today's topic. Evictions and tenancy laws are changing all around the globe. And this is something that is not changing from country to country or from state to state, from city to city. It's even happening from landlord to landlord. And I think right now there's so much uncertainty in the market and people don't know what to do. They're looking for some guidance, but guidance is either few and far between with some legislatures or they're looking at what some of their you know, other property managers and landlords are doing in the market, and those things are changing from person to person. Do you sit down and treat it on a tenant by tenant basis? Is this something that you're looking at across the board for one property and having sweeping changes that are involving everybody who rents with you? Is it dependent on whether or not they have financial constraints as your tenant or resident? Or is there legislation changes that are making and forcing your hand to go and move in certain ways? What I'm finding super interesting right now is the US, Australia, the UK, South Africa, all these different regions that are, that are typical hotbeds for real estate are doing things differently. Legislations are, are changing and each different area feels like they need to treat them either from the tenant perspective, from the landlord perspective, from an economic perspective. Everything's changing and moving around quite a bit right now. And so there's a balance. There's a balance between the landlord and obviously being able to continue to make rents to keep their businesses afloat, many of which were really living month to month from the incomes that they were receiving, but balancing that with a tenant, someone who, if they're renting an apartment, maybe they don't have as much disposable income as somebody who owns their own home and they're being financially impacted by maybe job security issues and their need to be able to stay afloat and have suitable housing is a really important factor to weigh against the need for the landlords to be able to maintain their incomes as well. So how do you strike that balance? So in the United States, we have this stimulus package, and now Americans and citizens, a lot of people who are struggling right now to pay their bills, have extra money in their, in their pocketbooks to be able to pay for things like their rent and their utilities. Uh, and that's the way that the U.S. kind of started to look at things, and now they're also looking to push money into some of these small businesses. Uh, that can also help to supplement some of the income that they're losing from people not being able to go to, to their retail shops, for example, as well. So it's, it's giving money to maintain the fact that they have rents to pay, which is interesting because it's different from some of these other countries. The UK, for example, with their guidelines that they released in, I believe, March of 2020, uh, they're preventing evictions from happening. And that's, that's a very important distinction from the United States perspective, because now it puts the landlord in a much different position. In the US, where they can hope that that money that came through the stimulus is gonna be coming to pay their rents. In the UK, there's now guidelines where they're not allowed to evict a tenant. How does that change things? The UK has put in place protections for the landlords uh, in the form of a three-month mortgage holiday. And that's on top of the fact that there is now three months notice for the landlord to give to a tenant that they're looking 
uh, to, to move out of a specific unit so that they can repossess the property. What I find fascinating though about the UK documents that they've circulated about these changes throughout the UK is they're asking landlords and their tenants um, pretty much in good conscience to get together and talk if there are situations where a tenant's unable to pay the landlord. So they want them to try to find amongst themselves ways that they can alleviate the pressures that might be coming from either end of this relationship, which is great and, and a great idea if people are willing to work together nicely. Um, however, in other regions, that may not be the case. In Australia, they've agreed to a six-month moratorium. And what's happening there, in some instances, uh, maybe few and far between, but people, because they're being told they're not being evicted, now are just not paying their rents. So what happens, and what is happening, is Australia is now reaching out to their states with this new moratorium and telling them to start to find solutions to that problem from a state-by-state -state basis. In New South Wales, they're basing it on financial hardships, and again, bringing in that whole conversation aspect for the tenant and the landlord to discuss what might be happening and occurring from a financial standpoint to try to find solutions to this problem outside of the eviction process. Queensland, who's been known for making all sorts of changes to the real estate industry and to tenancy agreements, they've already provided $400 million in land tax relief uh, for this, this tenancy issue and they're looking to do more things, such as offsetting four weeks uh, worth of rent in some instances as well. And some of those changes are, are coming through as we speak. These things are moving at a very, very quick rate. And it's just getting quicker across all the different states of Australia, the UK, the US, South Africa. South Africa is interesting as well because there are a lot of communities that maybe don't fall within the norm in some of these big cities like Johannesburg in terms of the tenant-landlord relationship. You have what's called the informal economy, something like 18% of the workforce uh, who kind of fall under the radar of specific government initiatives. And the landlords who cater to them in some of them really poor communities, um, they're being told from their government, which has been in a full lockdown, uh, not to be turning off water and electricity, but landlords are doing just that, especially if the contract side of these relationships aren't very strong as a means to get people to pay, regardless of their ability to, especially with all the financial hardships that are happening in the market. So this takes me back to the US. And in this circumstance right now, it seems like a lot of the financial input from the economy is, is going towards the individual payer, the tenant, uh, of a property, whether that be retail, if you're a small business, whether that be uh, the stimulus package that got pushed through for the individual to pay their rents as well. Um, and they're starting to kind of monitor it from a city by city basis. Uh, in New York, they're trying to prevent the evictions for 90 days. But in my own home state of Ohio, we haven't really seen anything happen though. In Cleveland specifically from a city level, they're looking to push some changes on the eviction front too. And I think that that's really where the focus has been so far, less the collection of rents and trying to structure payments for people uh, and trying to sweep that across the board, they're looking directly at how they can prevent people from losing their homes in a time of need, while at the same time trying to provide income to people to continue to make payments and pay their obligations. So in short, what do you do if you're a landowner, if you're a property manager, if you're trying to collect rents from people right now? Uh, it's very dependent upon which country you live in, obviously, but then on top of that, it can be even which state or city or municipality you live in as well. So these changes are happening constantly. 
the number one thing that seems to be the case across the board is if you can figure out how to handle the situation yourself as a landlord, as a property manager with your tenants, do so. Get that locked in so that you do have some sort of source of income or security in this, in this circumstance because what's really strange is that for you as a landlord, you're getting these sweeping legislations coming across that you can't kick people out if they're not paying you, but you need to get those incomes in returns. Talk to your tenants, create those conversations right now, Figure out if there's any government agencies, especially ones that are more local, that are looking to support smaller businesses, especially if you are one, uh, to protect you while your tenants are also being protected in this, in this weird time. Um, and just be on the lookout for new updates and, and changes in regulations, changes in laws. They're happening every single day. This video right now, this podcast right now, is probably already outdated by the time that I hit publish. Keep yourself safe, and until next time, catch y'all later.